it's not just the first mimer here. This is the first mimer that we gave on Purim. Interesting thing. Very interesting thing about this mimer is that when the Rebbe, before the Rebbe delivered the mimer, the Rebbe said that that a Jew could be like Esther, and Esther's summoned to the king, or she came to the king rather without being summoned. In a similar way, the Rebbe said that a Jew may feel like he's not able to approach Hashem. He's not ready. And then the Rebbe began the Mimer. Wow. <laughs> so it sounds like there's a usual order of, of how a Mimer is supposed to be. That's impossible. Right. That's the whole point of Purim. So I'm just going to... Do we comprehend it? It's just a bunch of words. It's so... I mean, it's... It's, it's, that, it's a It's just that sentence is a... Mamish. Mamish. Yeah. To me, it's like... Because... We go up, it's a Shem is some kind of an entity somewhere far, far, far away that maybe you say a few words and forget about reaching it. That's a part Shem is here. And he's a tapet. Wow. Okay, so, so maybe we'll change the subject. Let's continue on the subject. Can you take this Torah portion? It says there should be a constant fire on Mizbeach, it should never be put out. Sorry, one second. That's another thing. Why are you changing the subject? It's the same subject. subject oh, okay, started. Okay, okay. I was thinking. I was thinking. I'm gonna run through this mimer very quickly, and now I'm thinking. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll focus on the introduction of the mimer. Okay. <laughs> so um, it says there is a there should be a constant fire on the altar. It should never be put out. So what's the emphasis of a constant fire never to be put, never to be put out? Why is it to say double expression? Constant fire in the altar, never be put it, never put out. So the Gemara explains, never should never be put out, even if it's Shabbos. Never put out, even if everyone is telling me. Make sure the fire in the altar always continues to burn. That's what it says in the Gemara. So everything that exists in the Vesa Mikdash exists in ourselves. It says in the Torah, make me a Mikdash and dwell within them, in the plural. So we're also supposed to be a Vesa Mikdash for Hashem. And just like the Mizbeis Amigdash, there was an outer altar, an inner altar. So to in us, our outer altar is the altar is the heart. The outer altar is the external part of the heart. The inner altar is the inner part of the heart. There are different ways of translating inner part of the heart, outer outer part of the heart. In general, the way Hasidus, I don't know usually how would I know it usually is, but. I think a, a more common way of understanding the inner and outer part of the heart is the inner part of the heart is the deeper feelings, which are beyond logic and reason, the, 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 core, the core of the neshama. And the outer part of the heart are those feelings which are produced through, are generated through understanding. Chassidus compares these two parts of the heart to the love of a sister and the love of a wife, that the, uh, there's a natural love we have for Hashem, it's just natural, you're born with it, and that's deeply rooted in you. And then there is a love that you gain through experience in life. That's that's the way it usually is is translated. I think, maybe I'm wrong. But in this this um, talk I'm referring to, there gives a different different uh, translation of inner and outer, it, or more, a different emphasis. Outer means the way you actually feel consciously. Inner means the way you things are deeply. So when it says in the Torah that you have to have the outer altar has to have a fire. What that means is it shouldn't just be something which is deep within you. It should be something you, something you actually feel. 
Like on another occasion, the Rebbe <coughs> made a contrast between the, the, the two expressions in the Hasidic lexicon. One expression in the Hasidic lexicon is Kirves alakim litoiv and Kirves alakim teiv. Generally, that's explained as being close to Hashem is good for me. It's like a feeling that I have, it's, which indi- indicates that some self that's present in that feeling. Versus being close to Hashem is good, which is selfless. I don't even feel myself, I just feel Hashem. Kirves alakim teiv is not that I've been close to Hashem is good for me, but I lost myself. I, being close to Hashem is good. But the Rebbe said there could, there could be someone who uses those words but has the opposite of the meaning of those words. Someone might say, being close to Hashem is good for other people. But it's not good for me. And, and the important thing to feel is not just that it's good to be close to Hashem for others, but for me, for me too. What was, the, was, the, was, the, was the dichotomy there originally before you said for other people? Was the dichotomy you said before the opposite example you just said? The, the, liter- the real meaning of chassidus, when it uses those words, is being close to... Kirves alakim litev or kirves alakim tev. The real... Being close to Hashem is good for me, and I'm still sensing myself and how I feel, and it, there, there's some, there's some uh, separation. And then being close to Hashem is good, which means that I'm not just feel, not feeling myself. I'm lost. I, I don't feel me anymore. I just feel Hashem. Like, think about Mount Sinai. They're there and hearing God's words, and they're so devoted to hearing God's words, they don't know what Hashem is even saying. Where is Hashem's words? And their souls are leaving them when they, when they hear, don't kill, but they're not thinking about the words don't kill, they're just hearing the words of Hashem. So their souls leaving them when they hear anything that Hashem is saying. So, being close to Hashem is good is a, is, is a higher level. It's where you're lost in your love for Hashem. But the Rebbe said that you could use the same words and unfortunately make a big mistake. You can say being close to Hashem is a good thing, but not for me. Okay, so in a similar way, in this, in this, uh, in, in, the, in, in the emphasis of the outer altar is, it's not just something that I deeply feel in my heart and I identify with, but it's something that 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 uh, I actually feel that way. It's a, my con- it's my conscious, palpable, <coughs> tangible feelings in my heart, not just something which is which is deeper. It's chitzenis. It's the way I actually feel. It's not just something which I, I should feel and I have. It's, it's like kind, of, kind of like the way Rabbi Manus Freeman says, how to like the people you love, right? So it's not just you, you're supposed to love some people because they're very close related to you. But how do you actually like them, actually feel that way? So, so, um, so that's what the outer altar is about. So you might think, the Gemara says, that on Shabbos you don't need to have the, this fire. What's Shabbos mean? Shabbos means... A understanding. Someone's appreciated a deep understanding of godliness. He's in a higher level. He's more sophisticated. He might think that he can go through life with his understanding. He doesn't need to have feelings. It's enough. It's enough just to understand. I just passed by a Jew just now as I'm walking here, and I realized a Jew makes the same mistake every day. Every day he says you should love the Lord your God with all your soul. He skips the words with all your heart. And I was thinking, like, wow. What is it? Well, we can say those words. But do we actually? Do we actually know that? The, the, are we in touch with them? So that's what the emphasis of the outer altar is. That shouldn't just be something which is deeply within you in your soul. It should be the way you actually feel in your heart. That's chetzin esalif. So even if someone who's shabbistic, someone's on a higher level, someone is, who has a deep understanding of godliness, he is a little bit above the. You know, he, he's more sophisticated. He understands. He, under, he, he appreciates. So why? Why is he the excitement for? He's okay without the excitement. 
Therefore, the Talmud says you have to have the fire even if you're Shabbos thick. Okay, that's that's what he needs to know. I think something we need to know we need to know is something which is more uh, common is the next part of the Talmud. You have to have the fire burning even if you're tummy, even if you're impure. You also have to have the fire burning. What does that mean? You might think if you're impure, if you're not the way you're supposed to be inside, you might think, why does the Abisha want me to feel positive about my mitzvahs and about my Torah? All my feelings are all convoluted and all complex with all kinds of uh, selfish and jealous and whatever, whatever kind of kind of ichy stuff that's creeping inside of me. So I might think that Hashem doesn't need my fire, doesn't want my fire. Therefore, the Torah says there has to be a constant fire even if you're impure. To tell you that not only if you're, uh, if, you're, if, if, you're, if, you're if you're doing okay, Hashem wants your fire, but even if you're impure and even if all kinds of negative things, you should still have the fire. What about all the negative things? What about all those things that are there? Are, are they not there? The Rebbe's not saying they're not there. The Rebbe continues. The Pasa continues. If the constant fire in the altar and never put it out, what's never put it out mean? Never also means negative. Loi, sikhbe, also means all the negativity should be put out. Should what instinct. Are you what? Where are you this is a sikha and I think Chelik Aleph. Should never. Loi, sikhbe. Thank you. means that all the negativity should be put out. How do you put out all the negativity? Is through your fire. This is such a characteristic Hasidic explanation of, of life. You're stuck with all your, your, your emotions and you're all confused. So, so the Rebbe says, you know how you deal with all those, all those, all those feelings? You have to, you have to, you have to enjoy, enjoy your Yiddishkeit more. Enjoy it more. Chaim, Chaim, The more you enjoy your Yiddishkeit, the more the negative things will be put out. That's, that's what I've been saying. I, I don't know if this is true or not. I don't know where the source is. If someone, someone listening knows, please share it with me. Uh, it said, we say in Davening on Shabbos, You put our sins before you, our iniquities to the light of your face. So I've been thinking this so, so often, I don't, know, I don't know if this is actually true or not, but I remember reading this somewhere, I don't know. You, how do you deal with our sins? The only way to deal with sins is by feeling that the Abishur is next to you. How do you deal with the deeper problems, your iniquities? Only by the light of Hashem's face. The, the way to deal with all the negative things is only by me'ir panacha. But if you don't have me'ir panacha, you can't get rid of the negative stuff. No? Right? I, 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 you don't I, understand. I, I spend the last hour telling my wife, Papa Kveshte, you know, God only knows it's so the opposite of, of the path of, of, of Musr. Musr is so forceful. So it says, you're, you're, what's wrong with you? you know, move, along, move along, keep on moving. This is not the way you're supposed to be. You know what's going to happen if you stay this way? So, so, so what do you feel when you hear those words? You feel, okay, i got to show up. I'm going to push myself to show up. But you're not dealing with all the negative things that are there. They're still, they're still there. And, and and this is a mamish like a, what, the, what, the, what this this idea is is make yourself enjoy enjoy your mitzvahs like your mitzvahs like your Torah find what's good in it find what you like about the mitzvahs and Torah you, you have all kind of other reasons why you're doing what you're doing okay try to explore what else is there besides the negative things there was a Jew he told the Rebbe whatever he does is with a selfish motive 
Everything does with a, with a selfish motive. Like Mendel Futtafas used to say, whatever you turn, there's a selfish motive. So Rebbe said to him, imagine if someone gave you thousands of gold coins and diamonds and they added a penny. Would the penny be important to you? It wouldn't be important to you. So the similar way Rebbe said, you have to, in addition to whatever other things that you're thinking about when you do a mitzvah, you should also think that a mitzvah connects you to Hashem. And you should also rejoice about that too. And little by little, that will become to you the diamond. And the other things which are going on in your head about why you're doing whatever you're doing, they'll become insignificant. They'll become the penny. In other words, everyone's not saying, take out the penny. You, you have a selfish motive. Your selfish motive is, I want people to notice, when I do Shemana Esri, I'm, I'm the last guy that finishes. Look at me. Eh? Look at me. I'm, I'm, uh, is that what you're thinking? <laughs> of course. <laughs> not you. Rabbi <laughs> <laughs> He said that he heard from Hasidim before him that Sunday Jadavin on Shabbos at two, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, there's all in the show, and you're hoping at least a cat should walk by. <laughs> there's a very big difference between the way the Rebbe says to deal with Gaiva and the way that Gaiva was treated in, in previous generations. Uh, for example, uh, there was this guy, he told this Pelish Shetzadik, I have a problem with Gaiv. Pelish Shetzadik says, okay, stay with me, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of your guy. So he stays with the Tzadik, and someone comes in, he needs to make a wedding. He says, no, help him make his wedding. I don't have any money. Oh, okay, no money, no problem. So another guy comes in, he has a question in Rambam. He says, answer his question in Rambam. I don't know Rambam. So the Tzadik says, if you don't, if you don't know Torah, you don't have money, so what are you, what are you so proud about? Why are you so, why you so, why you think you're so great? So that's one way of dealing with arrogance. Stop that. What are you thinking about? What, how, what? That's one way. But in the Rebbe's letters, Rebbe often tells people, if you feel arrogant or whatever, be, have something to be proud of. Say to yourself, what can I do more? What can I do more? But if I actually have these gifts, what can I do with those gifts? Am I, do, am I really using those gifts the way they're meant to be used? So, so, so he doesn't say to, to get rid of it. He says to, to use it. And a similar way in this talk about the, the altar, that doesn't say to, to try to like, like do psychoanalysis in, in these feelings and whatever. That just says, yeah, there's negative stuff going on. You have negative feelings. And the way to eradicate all those negative feelings is by, by having a fire in your heart, a conscious, a conscious tangible fire. You actually are excited about what you're doing. And that excitement you have in what you're doing, that will get rid of all the negative stuff. It, whether you're a Shabbistic, whether you're an intellectual, and you think you don't need the fire, Terry says you have to have the fire. Whether you're impure, you think the fire can't help me. Abish says keep having that fire, keep, keep generating that, those positive feelings of, in your Yiddishkeit, in your heart. And loy sikhbe, that not, doesn't, doesn't only mean that you should never put out, it also means that will put out all the negativity. So it's not like, it's, it's not just a spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down. You know, it's like the other versions of, of dealing with, with, with negative things is like, take it out, stop it, what's the matter with you? And here, it's a, it's a spoonful, just add a spoonful of sugar. Add a spoonful of sugar, meaning enjoy the mitzvah that you're doing. You have other things going on, okay, but you also should think that there's something, something geschmack about the mitzvah that you're doing, that you're diving. Something geschmack about, about the, the Torah that you're learning, the mitzvah that you're doing. You're getting ready for Shabbos. I was talking to one of my kids yesterday, and they were, and, and they, they, they were looking at the, their, their box of shalachmanas, how many shalachmanas they received, right? And they're counting how many shalachmanas they got, and like, you know what? I'm happy this year. I'm happy because I gave out so many shalachmanas. 
I'm like, wow, you're, you're really happy because of all the mitzvahs that you're doing. Like, no, Tati. I'm happy because of the shachmanas I received in exchange, the ones that I gave. So, so I asked my child, I don't think they took me seriously, but I hope they will one, one day. Do you think you only have an animal soul? Do you also have an asham? I have an asham, a tati, okay. So do you realize that in addition to your excitement for the shachmanas, that you have more, more treats, you all, your asham also enjoys the mitzvah too. Your asham is also enjoying the mitzvah. Do you realize that that's you too? That's also you. I'm not saying you don't enjoy the candy. Of course you enjoy the candy. I enjoy candy too, but... You should. You're allowed to feel the other feeling that you did a mitzvah, and those are mitzvah. Don't, don't, don't say, "Oh, my, my child was too Hasidic." Like, be real, Tati. That's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in getting all these treats. Let's be real. So, I'm not saying they shouldn't be real. They should be real, and they, and that's true. That those feelings are those are, are are very earthy feelings. Yes, and and those are real feelings. Yes. But also feel that you did a mitzvah. Also feel that you're doing mitzvahs. And also rejoice in mitzvahs too. That's what I was saying over here. A constant fire should be on your altar. And that will put all the negativity. L'chaim, l'chaim, l'rochah. Afreel from Shabbos. L'chaim. L'chaim, Good to see you so up and early.